Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Well, hey everyone, it's great to see as we start our new series, God's Plan for Your Well-Being. God's plan for your well-being. I know well-being is a real buzzword right now. As I talk about well-being, how's your well-being? And I know it's one of those words we go, we talk about it, but do we understand what we are actually saying? What does well-being mean? Well, well-being, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, says this, the state of being comfortable, healthy and happy. Or Psychology Today takes it one step further. It adds these words. It says, having good mental health, high life satisfaction and a sense of meaning or purpose. And then I love this. They add it on the end. They say, more generally, well-being is just feeling well. Well-being is feeling well. But the truth is, as we look at statistics around our nation right now, it says the majority of some 74% of British adults would say at some point they have felt overwhelmed or unable to cope with what life has thrown at them. And some of those people have gone on to either suicidal feelings or or self-harming. And people struggle with this issue of well-being and feeling well. Apparently, it's a greater issue with young people under the age of 25 who are struggling with mental health problems because they often occur at a younger age. And COVID-19, the pandemic has exaggerated such of this, that people are feeling more isolated. There's a lack of interpersonal contact and connection with one another. But there's some good news. Don't worry. The good news is this, that you and I can take active steps to see a greater well-being if we can get some awareness of how we are actually doing right now. And as Freedom Church, we want to help one another to see our lives and our communities transformed. And it starts with your life and mine becoming more like Jesus, our well-being. So if you want to know how you're doing, a bit like, you know, when you get in a car in the morning and you, you turn the ignition on and in front of you, there's like a dashboard of lights and hope they tell you good things are going on. It's full of petrol. You've got enough to get where you need to get to. The lights are working. Everything's on. But sometimes you get the flashing red light. It's like, oh, we've got a problem. Or there's an indicator that tells us something isn't as it should be. And so we have created for you a dashboard for your well-being. And here on the screen are these six dials that will appear, and this will happen for the next few weeks, of how are you doing with your well-being? And we're going to be looking at how is your physical well-being, how is your emotional well-being, how is your spiritual well-being, your relational well-being, your financial well-being, and your vocational well-being. Each is vital, and it impacts all the other areas of your life. And can I say this? Sometimes I think as as church, we've often done a disservice. We've talked about our spiritual well-being and we've majored on how are you doing spiritually? And we've pushed that and we said that's the important thing. And yes, it is. But God loves you for who you are. He loves every bit of you. He loves the fact that you want to connect with him through your prayers and read his word. But he also wants you to be physically well, relationally well, vocationally well, financially well, emotionally well, as well as being spiritually well. These things all matter. So we're going to be spending over the next few weeks, one week on each one of those different aspects of our well-being. Can you imagine what it would be like if we had higher levels of physical energy and health? Or if we had an increase of emotional freedom and 
peace. If we had a heightened sense of spiritual satisfaction, a deeper relational connection with each other and harmony, greater financial margin, enabling us to live generously, and a strong sense of vocational motivation, of creativity, of purpose, of calling, wouldn't that be so good? So I've got three things for you today to just listen into as we introduce this idea of God's plan for your well-being. I want to start by telling you a story. Four years ago, uh, Zach turned 18. Zach is my oldest son. And I thought it was a bit of a rites of passage, a bit of a, come on, you're one of the men now. Um, We should do something together. So him and I set out and four years ago, we climbed Mount Snowden. I mean, I know it's not Mount Everest, but it is still a mountain. It's one of the highest in the UK. And there we are at the top of Mount Snowden. The only thing I want to say is that it didn't quite work out as planned. Um, We got there and we set everything up and we were ready for the day. We got up nice and early. We stayed at a youth hostel the night before. I hadn't really thought through the details. Uh, We ended up sharing a room with 18 strangers we'd never met before. If you've ever been youth hosteling, maybe you think that's fun. But for my 18-year-old son, it was a little bit of a strange waking up the next morning with random strangers all over the place. Uh, But we got up early, got some breakfast, and we set off for Mount Snowden. And it's pretty obvious. You can see where the mountain is. We parked our car and we promptly got lost. I mean, we knew where we wanted to get to because you can see the peak of the mountain, but we didn't know how to get there. So in typical kind of boy fashion, Zach and I went, let's just go straight up the middle. And we literally went up the side of the mountain. We scrabbled our way up. I remember there was this beautiful moment where we were climbing hand over fist and we got to the top and we just leant over and we realised there was a beautifully flat path with people on scooters and bikes and wheelchairs and all just kind of poodling along this journey up to the Mount Snowden top. And we were climbing the hard way. We got ourselves lost. We knew where we wanted to go, but we didn't know how to get there which I think is an analogy of our journey through life, that we know where we want to go, but we don't always know how to get there. And so well-being can be like this. The first thing I want us to think about is this. When we're going on a journey, one of the best things we need is we need great directions. Great directions. So can everyone in the studio please shout, great directions. Great directions. directions. Thank you. If you could type that in the chat, great. We need great directions. We need to know where we're going. The truth is about our story of climbing Mount Snowden, we had some great directions. A friend of ours, many of you will know, Tim Parker, part of the church here, he gave us a laminated map of Mount Snowden. He climbed it numerous times before with young people when he was working as a college lecturer and he, was, he would take people on these outdoor uh, pursuits and walks and he'd done it so many times that here is a laminate map and he says, you start here and this is where you go. Unfortunately, we started the wrong place. So we had the map but we just didn't know how to use it. And so we need to get the best directions. And so the best directions for that, we need to find uh, how do we get better at becoming a greater well-being for ourselves. Now, the good news and also the slightly challenging news is apparently on YouTube, there are over 120 million videos about well-being. So there's plenty of stuff out there. You may be a little bit anxious when you think about how much is out there, but there's loads of stuff out there. But here's the thing. There's even better than just all the videos and there are hundreds of books. We've got a book that's already mentioned earlier today, God's Plan for Your Well-Being. 
God's plan for your well-being. And we're going to be doing this like a big book club. Starting next Sunday, uh, we're going to be reading this through. Uh, starts on, it's 50 days of reading God's plan for your well-being. I encourage you to get hold of a copy. And by joining a connect group, we'll send you a free copy. And you can join in this conversation about God's plan for your well-being. The other one I want to recommend to you is the Bible. Yes, the Bible is the greatest map for your life. It can help you understand where you are at and where you need to go. It's more than just a fixed laminated map. It's a sat-nav that says, where are you now and how do you need to get to where you want to be? The Bible is this collection of sacred texts we've learned about earlier this year. This idea is two halves, the Old Testament, New Testament, 66 volumes, ancient strips written over hundreds of years and almost the most recent one was written 1900 years ago, but it's still speaks to us today. It's a map for our life. It has shaped our culture. It has shaped our education. It has shaped our uh, judicial system. It has had impact upon every area of our lives. George Washington, who was the first president of America, said this, that it is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. A big amen to that one. It's impossible to govern without God and the Bible. And 2 Timothy 3.16 says uh, the Bible is the inspired by God. It's the inspired word of God. It's God breathed. It is useful to teach us what is true and make us realise what is wrong in our lives. That's what it is. But if you look in your Bible, you won't find the word well-being in there. In the English language, you won't find the word well-being. But what you will find In the original version of the Bible, the Hebrew Old Testament, you'll find the word shalom. And this word is a really important word. It talks about um, God's passion and plan for our well-being. It appears over 250 times in the first half of the Bible. And this word shalom, which is often written as peace in English, means so much more. It means health wholeness. It means the presence of God. It means taking joy and being rightly related to God, to others, to oneself, to creation, being whole in God himself. Shalom is experiencing complete well-being in every area of our lives. So if the first thing is having the best directions and having the word of God, the second thing is to seek expert Guidance. Everyone shout expert guidance. Expert guidance. And if you're in a home with someone, shout across the room. Expert guides. We need expert guides. We want people who know what they're talking about. When Zach and I walked up Mount Snowden, it was great that we had the map that we couldn't read properly or managed to get ourselves there. But if we'd have had Tim Parker with us as the expert who'd done it numerous times before, I know we wouldn't have got lost we'd have found our way straight to the top of the mountain because having an expert with us is always better. And the same in journeys of well-being. Having somebody who understands our needs can really make a difference to our well-being. But there is someone, oh, this is great news, there is someone who knows more about our physical well-being than any physical trainer or a nutritionist or a sleep expert or a doctor. There is someone who knows more about our emotional well-being than the best psychologist or the best counsellor. There is someone who knows the best about our spiritual well-being than any church leader out there, the best guru or the best um, uh, philosopher. 
There is someone who knows more about our relational well-being than the best relational coach or marriage counsellor. There is someone who knows best about our financial well-being, more than the best financial planner you can ever find. And there is someone who knows more about our vocational well-being and our calling than any sort of careers advisor we might find. And that person is the one that made you, that designed you, that created you. God himself, through the Holy Spirit living in us, through Jesus Christ who came to this earth, the Holy Spirit is available to you and I to give us wholeness, well-being, the shalom, the peace, the presence of God in our lives. If you want an expert, we want to have the Holy Spirit living in us. So to get the best directions, you need the word of God. We need to be following what God is saying to us. We want to have the expert, the guide. The Holy Spirit is often referred to as a guide and a comforter. And lastly, finally, if you want to see an enhanced well-being, I'm going to encourage you to travel with others. Everyone shout out others. others. I'm loving the audience participation today. <laughs> Wonderful. Others. We need others. We need one another. When I climbed Mount Snowden with my son's out, I could have done it by myself. I could have sat in the car and sent him off by himself and say, come back when you're done. But we did it together and we now have a shared memory. We have a shared memory. We've done something that no one else has ever done before. Him and I did that together, and we now have a story that we can tell. Such as I can tell you the story that when we got to the top of the mountain, it was a beautiful, clear day, and we could see for miles, and there was snow on top, and we made it. We were quite, you know, exhilarated. Like, wow, this is amazing. And unbeknownst to my son, Zach, I thought he's turned 18, and he's now an adult. So I sneakily carried up in the back of my rucksack Two bottles of beer. Yes, glass bottles of beer up the top of the mountain. Like, oh, what a moment we're going to have. And I got these bottles of beer and I put them in the snow to get them nice and cold. And I said, Zach, I brought us a beer to celebrate this moment. He said, you know what, Dad? I don't really fancy a beer right now. Oh, okay. So I got the beer bottles, put them back in my rucksack and then carried away down the hill again. And I was like, well, what was all that about? But that was a moment that we shared, even that kind of... What was that? We shared these moments and we can tell you about times, even when we got lost, it was fun. It was different. It was our experience. When you do life together, it always makes more sense. We're not meant to do this alone. As uh, Ecclesiastes 4 says this, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Now, I know those words are often used in uh, wedding ceremonies, but it has a much broader implication that we are better together. We are designed to walk together. And that triple braided cord of us walking with others and with the Spirit of God at the centre of our relationships. We need each other. We need to belong to one another. The reason we're encouraging to sign up to connect groups here at Freedom Church is not just because we want to look good on our statistics, say, oh, great, we've got so many connect groups. It's because we believe that people are better together. And we encourage you to sign up to get involved in a group, to join in and meet other people, to find ways to gather. 
I love all the creativity that's going on with people offering their garden, say, come round and watch church online in my garden together. Let's watch together. Let's participate together. Let's worship together. Let's do this together. I know that I'm meeting up. We've got a group of six guys. We're meeting on Tuesday and we're going to be gathering together to start our story reading of this plan, God's plan for our well-being. And we're going to do it together. We're going to read together and meet up each week and talk it through because we believe we are better when we are together. That's why we talk in our church about gathering the importance of being together and in community. It's so important. One of the principles I want to say to us as we start this series is that can I encourage you not to try and do everything with well-being? There may be six different dials we've just shown you, but it doesn't mean you have to try and fix everything. And maybe some of those dials are on green and everything's good. Maybe some are on amber and there's some concerns. And maybe some are on red and we've got some challenges that we need to look at seriously. But can I encourage you to take small steps to make one change, to do one thing really well, to adjust something in your life and say, actually, this is really important. I need to bring some transformation. If you want to see holistic well-being, if you want to become more the person that God's called you to be, I want to encourage you over these next few weeks to join with others and find one thing that you can start to bring change. Small steps make a big difference. And as we're talking about steps, and we want to finish um, this time together in a moment, I want to just point out to you, the story of well-being is the story of our history. The story of the word of God, the story of creation is a story of well-being. If you can imagine, right at the beginning of time, the story of creation is when you had the original well-being. You had man and, and Adam and Eve in relationship with God. In the book of Genesis, the first two chapters of the Bible, we hear this story about God in creation and there is this moment of peace and there is well-being and they're in good relationship to others, to, to God. But then it all goes a bit wrong and you go from this creation well-being and there is the fall and there is a turning back on God and there is walking away from God and peace being broken and well-being is lost. And you've gone from creation well-being to a lost well-being and disappointment. And we've lost this connection with God as it was. Then along comes Abraham and God speaks to Abraham and he says, you know, I want to restore our relationship. I want to promise you there are good things ahead that from your lineage, from your future will become the Messiah who will rescue people. And Abraham had this promise of well-being that was to come, a new beginning, a new start. And then eventually along comes Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ comes to earth, the son of God, to restore our well-being. Jesus, I am the way, the truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And he's saying, if you want to be fully back in relationship with him, if you want a restored well-being, then Jesus is where it's at. And then we have the church that was birthed in Acts chapter 2 in that first century AD. And the church comes into being that is it's increased in well-being. The church is saying we, we know that we are healthy and we are better when we are walking in step with God. We're just not where we want to be, but we're heading there. And so there's this increase in well-being with a community of one another, community with the Holy Spirit. And then finally, we have this image of the new creation in the last two chapters of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, where we have the story of complete 
well-being, perfect well-being. And there's this kind of almost track, if you look through time, from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, from the Garden of Eden to the final garden in Revelation, we have this moment where we can see the relationship between creation and well-being through the fall, uh, through the story of Abraham and Israel, through Jesus Christ, through the story of the church, when eventually we will find new creation and we will be complete in our well-being. We're on our way there, we're just not there yet. That is the story of well-being. And we're participating in that. That's the story of Jesus and you, our relationship with God, our relationship with each other. And I want to encourage you today, if you are not saying yes to Jesus, if you're not following Jesus, if Jesus is not somebody you are walking with, I want to encourage you to reconnect with him to connect with Father God, to say, I want to follow Jesus. I want to be connected to him. I want to find my well-being. I want to have a greater sense of well-being. And the way I find that is through this expert, through the Holy Spirit walking with us. And I want to say Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. When Zach and I finished our walk from Mount Snowdon, we walked down the hill and went, the way we went back was a place called Bush Main. And Bushmain is this narrow ridge. And on either side is a huge drop on the right and the left. And as you walked down, it was a little bit unnerving because you could see how deep it was. And if you fell, it would be a long way down. And coming towards us were people coming up the hill. And we had to keep sort of moving to the side to let them pass. And it was pretty awkward. But there was a thing that gave me confidence. And it was this. I knew that many people had walked this way that many people had gone here before and they'd gone down the mountain and it'd been fine. They'd gone along the ridge. And I want to say to you today that many people have gone the way of following Jesus, that many people have gone the way of walking hand in hand with Jesus through their life, that many people have got a story of well-being because they walked with God. And I want to invite you today to reconnect with God, to walk again. Maybe in this season of COVID, you found yourself disconnecting. You found church online a struggle. You found meeting on Zoom calls with connect groups hard work. I want to say to you, this is about you and God to connect with him, to find a way to meet with him. If you go to freedomchurch.uk forward slash respond, you can find people there who'd love to help you. Click on that link and, and say to someone, could you help me meet Jesus myself? I would love to respond to him. Either get on an alpha course join a connect group and just ask for help. I'm sure there'll be someone there. I know there'll be someone there that would love to hear from you. So the last thing as we wrap this up, my challenge to you is, yes, join a connect group. Sign up. Get hold of your book ready for next Sunday where we start reading all together. And we're going to be talking next week. What does it mean to have a well-being mindset? But can we just take a moment right now as you've heard all that I've said, and there's a lot of information there, I want to just invite you just to take a moment just to receive from God, just to hear from him. Maybe wherever you're sitting, just to hold your hands out, just to say, God, would you speak to me? Is there an area of my life that I am not where I should be? I'm not as well as I want to be. Is it my physical well-being, my emotional well-being, my spiritual well-being? well-being? Is it my vocational well-being, my financial well-being? Is it my relational well-being? What are those dials is God nudging you about right now? What is he speaking to you about right now? And I just want to encourage you to take a moment and just, just to consider, God, what are you prompting me on?
What are you prompting me on? Lord, speak to us. And Lord, I want to pray for each of those listening today. I want to read to you some scripture. And as I read this scripture, I would love you just to be listening in. Just stay in that place with your eyes closed and your your hands are open, receiving from God. This is from Matthew chapter 11. It says these words. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Jesus says, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. How to walk with me and work with me. Watch, he says, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's a message of well-being for some of you today. Are you tired, worn out? Keep company with God and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Let me pray for us before I hand over to our worship team. Lord, we thank you that you are the God who knows everything about us. You knitted us together in our mother's womb. You know when we sit, when we lie down. You know when we are near, when we are far away. You know when our well-being is not as it should be. You know when we are well and when we could be doing better because you made us, you created us. And Lord, I pray for all those who are part of Freedom Church, who are watching right now or or catching up in the future. Lord, I pray that they would know your closeness at this time and that they would lean into your spirit, your Holy Spirit would be present in their home, that they would know the shalom, the wholeness of God, that we may not have everything right, but we know the God that can make everything right. And so we give you our attention. We give you our time. We give you every aspect of our lives and say, God, would we be more like you? May we understand your plan for our well-being, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.